Today's episode of Locked On Eagles is brought to you by the Peacock and Williamson podcast. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all across the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move across the league. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Eagles fans? Welcome into another edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. It's Locked On Eagles, as always, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Louis DiBiase joining you on this Friday edition of the show. It's episode number five this week of five. Downloaded into your phone when you subscribe to LOE all across any podcast platform. Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey, um, Apple, you name it. We are available Monday through Friday, five days a week. And then we talk birds, as always, 24-7 on Twitter, even during the dead zone of the offseason at Lockdown Birds at DBRCLOE. And my co-host, Gino Camilleri, his Twitter handle is at GC24 underscore football. Yeah, we did a lot of fun shows this week. We talked about Brandon Brooks yesterday and if a trade could still potentially happen with Brooks or is he here to stay as the long-term right guard? The Eagles also made history yesterday, naming multiple front office promotions, including a couple females who made history. So you can go check out that show. We did Eagles Goats on Wednesday. I talked about how many players on the Eagles in the past are goats at a position or something they did, right? Like, I'll give you one hint, one sneak preview of what I talked about. Potentially Deshaun Jackson being the best home run hitter. Did the Eagles ever have the best pass rusher or the best rushing quarterback? There's a bunch of stuff that we got into on a fun edition of Wednesday's podcast and then Monday and Tuesday as well. We got deep into so many different topics about the Philadelphia Eagles and that's the, we talked about the slot receiver position and if it could be a committee approach on Tuesday. And then on Monday, we got into more press conferences conference stuff from OTA. So again, five episodes a week downloaded into your phone when you subscribe to Locked on Eagles. Coming up on today's edition of the show, I started to think about quarterback again, right? This is the hype season when it comes to the NFL. Right after the draft, everybody I feel like feels good about their team unless I guess really the only team that feels like absolute garbage right now would be the Houston Texans, or you can make the case for the Detroit Lions. But even the Philadelphia Eagles, with how bad this offseason has went and what a disaster it was compared to at least what you expected this team to be still four years removed from a Super Bowl season in 2017, even the Eagles have a bunch of hype. There's a bunch of things you can talk yourself into for the 2021 season that should get you excited, right? We did an entire podcast last week about the excitement level of this team and how even though we don't expect them to win 10, 11 games, there's a lot of things to love about this football team. We're excited about the young offensive pieces. We're excited about potentially an elite offensive line and an elite defensive line and a brand new coaching staff that has a good track record when it comes to developing players, right? You could talk yourself into being excited about the 2021 Philadelphia Eagles. Again, it's hype season for 
pretty much everybody across the NFL. And you see, right, the workout montages at practices right now and OTAs that all the NFL team social medias are doing, right? Jalen Hurts being featured as QB1, even with the Eagles doing very little to promote that compared to past QB1s, still you're seeing the excitement around Hurts and this offense. And that specifically, Jalen Hurts and how this Eagles team is promoting him compared to past quarterbacks, because you guys know I love to compare things to the past in Eagles history, it got me thinking about past QB1s, right? Guys you knew were going to have at least some opportunity of being the long-term guy. So I'm not talking about Jeff Garcia in 2006. I'm not talking about A.J. Feely at any point. I'm not talking about, you know, Josh McCown or Mark Sanchez in 2014. Guys at the Eagles said, okay, and some of them had a different amount of belief from the organization compared to others, but each one of them The organization said, hey, if they show us something this year, they have the tools we think to be the face of our franchise. It got me thinking about Hurts compared to past QB1s and the excitement level of Hurts compared to those guys. Because again, even though the Eagles aren't all in on Hurts like they were Donovan McNabb and Carson Wentz and others, he definitely still has a chance this year. You heard Howie Roseman on Sirius XM NFL Radio a couple weeks ago say, while he didn't say he's the guy like they've said about Carson Wentz in the past, Howie said they want to see Jalen Hurts go take the job. So, what is the excitement level with Hurts as QB1 compared to those other guys. My rankings I'm going to get in depth about in segment two and three, and we'll get into your responses to our Twitter question. This was a Twitter question at Locked on Birds. My rankings, though, to start before I get in depth, here are the rankings when it comes to my offseason excitement for the QB1 between Jalen Hurts and others, at least from the 2000s. Carson Wentz was number one for me. Donovan McNabb, although I was not old enough, right? I was only born in 1997, so I was two years old when the Eagles drafted McNabb. If I was old enough, McNabb certainly would have been number two. And again, I'll explain why in segment two. So it went Carson Wentz one, Donovan McNabb number two, Michael Vick number three in 2010, and 2010 for Kevin Cobb, that was four. 2013's version of Nick Foles was five. 2021's version of Jalen Hurts was six, and then 2015's version of fortunately, of unfortunately, of Sammy Sleeves, Sam Bradford, was number seven. And again, I'll tell you why coming up next right here on Locked on Eagles. And guys, today's episode of Locked on Eagles is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You've got the NBA and NHL playoffs in the middle of the first round as they make their pursuit of the Stanley Cup and the Larry O'Brien Trophy. You've got UFC and MMA action. Get everything you need at betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the action. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and you're going to receive a 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That is when you use our promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Once again, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for a 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. 
All right, Eagles fans, welcome back into this Friday edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. It's Locked on Eagles, Louis DiBiase riding solo. Once again, we've got another five shows, though. Next week, Monday through Friday, Gino will be back. He had a busy week, so I decided to take over LOE this week, but he will, rest assured, he will be back next week. Until then, follow him on Twitter at GC24 underscore football. Today, we're talking about the excitement level we have Four QB1s in the offseason and guys that we expect will have a chance of being the long-term guy, not just a, a bridge quarterback, a Tyrod Taylor type, right? Oh, we drafted this kid and, you know, we're going to have this veteran be the starter for, you know, five to ten games. And then hopefully we have, it's it's not Alex Smith to Patrick Mahomes, right? Jalen Hurts is not a bridge quarterback, at least not yet. So excitement level for Jalen Hurts compared to past QB1s. I did my rankings in segment one. Again, it's Carson Wentz, Donovan McNabb, Michael Vick, Kevin Cobb, Nick Foles, Jalen Hurts, then Sam Bradford. I think it's for obvious reasons why I put Wentz and McNabb at the top two. They were the new hope, right? They were supposed to be, the, and they were for McNabb. It was a lot longer than Wentz, but again, quality over quantity sometimes. Wentz helped you win a Super Bowl when he was the face of the franchise. They were the new hope. They were the faces of the franchise. Second overall picks the organization hitched their wagons to, and again, it was a new era for each regime, right? It was a brand new era of Eagles football. The Eagles had just hired Andy Reid. He took his quarterback in Donovan McNabb in 2016. The Eagles had just fired Chip Kelly, rehired Howie Roseman as GM, and hired Doug Peterson as their head coach. And Doug Peterson, like Andy Reid, year one, got his guy, very similar style actually, Carson Wentz and Donovan McNabb, right? So that's the other reason these two were top two. They were second overall picks, but they weren't just second overall picks. Like They were exciting players stylistically. It wasn't Jared Goff and Tim Couch. It was the two mobile guys with big arms, right? Players that you said, ooh, there is a ton of physical ability here. If we can have these young offensive minds mold them, and those young offensive minds had great quarterback track records, they could be stars. That's the other reason they were top two. They were so exciting stylistically, as opposed to at least some others on this list, right? Like Kevin Cobb and Nick Foles, and especially Sam Bradford. It was really hard when the Eagles traded for Sam Bradford, to talk yourself into it, to get hyped for that kind of player. When you look at just the way he looks, he dressed like he was a punter, and he ran like he was a punter, and he threw like he was a punter. It was just, I mean, check down Sam. I mean, short of the sticks, Sammy sleeves. That's what he was, and it was hard to get juiced for him like it was Wentz and McNabb and Michael Vick, who was number three in 2010 when he took over for Kevin Cobb halfway through that first game against Green Bay. And then when Andy Reid officially named him the starter week two against the Detroit Lions moving forward in 2010. Vic was top three because, again, remember Michael Vick at the time. Michael Vick in the early 2000s was maybe the most exciting quarterback ever to watch, right? He was a global icon. Nobody, even Randall Cunningham in the 90s, did not play the game like Michael Vick. They were different when it comes to the way they ran the football. Cunningham, like I said on Wednesday, he was the godfather of mobile quarterbacks, right? Like he paved the way for Michael Vick and Cam Newton and Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray and so on and so forth. But Michael Vick, the explosive, like he was basically put your best athlete at quarterback and he was Michael Vick. So the fact that you had that player and he potentially looked like that version of himself 
that old Atlanta Falcons MV7 week one against Green Bay in 2010, you're like, oh my gosh, it's a return of something that you thought might never return to the NFL. Because remember, the first year Vic was with the Eagles in 2009, when he was the third string quarterback, and he came in, remember he was like the Taysom Hill, he came in in all those wildcat packages, and they'd get like four yards a pop because Andy Reid just had them run QB draws with him, it was very vanilla. Vic had just got on out of prison, and he didn't look anything like Atlanta Vic. He didn't have his legs under him yet or his arm. He wasn't really in good shape. He didn't have the muscle packed on yet like he did in 2010. You didn't know what he was going to be in year two with the Eagles. And you didn't have any expectations because Kevin Cobb was supposed to be the guy. So then when suddenly Kevin Cobb gets concussed in that first half by Clay Matthews, and Michael Vick pops onto the scene, nearly leads you back, and is making Atlanta Falcons Michael Vick plays, you're like, oh my gosh. The, and it wasn't just the Eagles fans. You felt the entire country was tuning into that second half to watch Michael Vick. Everybody watched because it, w- it would be like if LeBron James went away for years and years. And then boom, he comes back and it's the old LeBron James. And you're like, we haven't seen this in forever and we never knew if we were going to get it back. That's why Vic is number three, because again, Vic just, it was different. He didn't come into the Eagles in 2009 to be the franchise quarterback, right? They were just giving him a chance to rebound and have a second opportunity in life and in the NFL as a backup to McNabb and then Kevin Cobb. So when he turned back into Atlanta, Michael Vick, and better, right, as a passer, he, Michael Vick in 2010, that was his best year in his career as a overall complete player. The fact that that happened and you didn't expect it is why it's number three. And again, it was at such a crucial time because after you traded Donovan McNabb, there was a certain level of excitement for Kevin Cobb, but you had no idea what what Cobb was going to be because in 2009, he'd only played in two games, week two and week three. So it's definitely Wentz, McNabb, and Vic top three. The reason I put, speaking of Kevin Cobb, the reason I put him number four over Nick Foles in 2013, Jalen Hurts in 2021, and Sam Bradford in 2015 is because Kevin Cobb, you know, he wasn't, again, a second overall pick like Wentz or McNabb, but he was a second round pick like Jalen Hurts. But unlike Jalen Hurts, you saw Kevin Cobb in limited snaps in 2009, even less games than you saw Hertz last year. Hertz last year started four games. Cobb in 2009 started, I think, two, right? Yeah, it was only two. It was week two against New Orleans and week three against Kansas City because McNabb got hurt week one against Carolina and Michael Vick had still been suspended from the league after coming out of prison. Kevin Cobb, it was a small sample size, so you were iffy in the 2009-2010 offseason, but he lit up those two defenses in 2009 with Deshaun Jackson, a rookie Jeremy Macklin, a rookie LaShawn McCoy, Brent Selleck in year two. Although it was only two games, Kevin Cobb lit those teams up through the air. So you're, you were picturing the future of the Eagles. You saw all these rookies and these second-year young, exciting offensive weapons, and then you see a young second-round pick in Kevin Cobb take over for McNabb and light it up and win that second game against Kansas City. So there was definitely an excitement there, especially when you knew what Andy Reid could do with quarterbacks. I think Kevin Cobb compared to Jalen Hurts, two very small sample sizes in their first year of getting starting action. What Kevin Cobb did in those two games against the Saints and Chiefs in 2009, I think were way more impressive than what Jalen Hurts did last year. Even though what Hurts did last year in his own right against the Saints and Cardinals 
was extremely impressive. So to me, it goes Wentz, McNabb, Vic, and then Kevin Cobb. I'll get into why I ranked Foles, Hurts, and Bradford as my bottom three coming up next right here on your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, Locked on Eagles. And guys, today's show is sponsored by Easily, the best tasting protein bar on the planet. not just in the country or anywhere. It's on this big blue marble. It's a built bar, nine delicious flavors. My favorite is peanut butter brownie, but hey, if you're a coconut guy, they've got plain coconut. They've got coconut almond. They've got cherry. If you like raspberry, if you're a mint guy, hey, they've got mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, something for everybody. They're soft and easy to chew. And best of all, for our chocolate lovers out there, they're covered in 100% chocolate. And they're a healthy alternative to your everyday snack. Put away that bag of chips, that candy bar, pull out a built bar, 17 grams of protein in every bar, and only 130 calories. I can get you 15% off today on your first order if you go to builtbar.com and use our promo code LOCKED15. That's L O C K E D, all capital letters, by the way, L O C K E D 15. Again, LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. All right, Eagles fans, welcome back into this Friday edition of Locked on Eagles. Louis DiBiase wrapping up episode five this week of five. Again, be sure to subscribe to LOE for five episodes a week on any podcast platform, Odyssey, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, you name it, we are available on all platforms. And then we talk Twitter, birds, Twitter all the time at Locked on Birds. Today we're getting into excitement level of QB1s of the past in Eagles history, at least compared to Jalen Hurts. In my rankings and my reasons why we're in segment two, my rankings are how excited I was for the QB1 in the offseason. It goes in the 2000s at least. Carson Wentz, number one. Donovan McNabb, number two. Michael Vick, number three. Kevin Cobb, number four. And now I'm going to get into my bottom three of the list right here. Nick Foles, number five. Jalen Hurts, number six. And Sam Bradford, number seven. Foles and Hurts, it's different. Foles and Hurts, they weren't taken to be the guy eventually. And neither one of them I really believed coming out of college for Nick Foles. It was out of Arizona in 2012, a third-round pick. For Jalen Hurts out of Oklahoma in 2020, a second-round pick. They weren't day three picks, right? This wasn't Clayton Thorson or Mike Kafka, but they also weren't Carson Wentz or Donovan McNabb. I didn't think when the Eagles picked them, it wasn't, oh, this is supposed to be the next guy. It was, okay, here comes hopefully a high-quality backup for McNabb, or I should say Michael Vick for Nick Foles and Carson Wentz for Jalen Hurts, right? They weren't taken to be the guys, and I didn't love their game. I didn't think either one of them had a really high ceiling, a potential to be a star quarterback. Could they be good starting quarterbacks? Sure. Could they be stars? I wasn't so sure. Nick Foles, honestly, was the consolation prize to Russell Wilson. We all know how badly Andy Reid wanted Russell Wilson in that draft. And so Foles was taken to be the backup to Michael Vick, who got hurt all the time in 2011 and 2012. Jalen Hurts, again, was picked to be the backup for Carson Wentz. And the reason it's harder to be excited about Hurts, although his style is more exciting than Foles and especially Sam Bradford, is because, as we know, and I've gone through over and over again, Hurts' presence potentially cost the, the Eagles a franchise quarterback in Carson Wentz and maybe another if Justin Fields potentially turns out to be a star in the 2021 draft class or Trey Lance as well. So obviously, there's more reservations with Hurts. For me, just based on his ceiling as a passer, 
based on his presence costing you potentially better talent at quarterback, there's more reservations there for me, a little more animosity, not just not towards him as a player or a person, just more so as based on what his presence, how it affected this position for the Eagles. But he, look, he's definitely ahead of Sam Bradford. Way more potential for Jalen Hurts to be the guy than Bradford. I felt like in 2015, when the Eagles traded for Sam Bradford, sending Nick Foles to St. Louis, and it, and when I, when I found out that Albert Breer's report that it was the Rams and Eagles also swapping first-round picks, so you thought, okay, the Eagles are going from 20 to 10. That's one leapfrog move like they did in 2016 for Wentz. That's one leapfrog move to go get Marcus Mariota. When we found out that, no, that actually wasn't the case, that the Eagles actually had given up an additional second and Nick Foles to get Sam Bradford, I thought, wow, the Eagles are settling for mediocrity because that is what Sam Bradford screamed. He screamed 7-9. And guess what happened in 2015? The Eagles went 7-9, and and they were as mediocre as I have ever seen this team. I'd rather the Eagles be the mess they were last year than be what they were in 2015. Sam Bradford just screams complacency, fear, cowardness. Like, you were not trying to be great that year. Chip Kelly was just trying to get a joystick, right? A Jared Goff, a... Jimmy Garoppolo, if you will, with Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay's offense. Chip Kelly thought he had that kind of offense, and he didn't want a star that would do too much. He wanted a guy that would stay within the confines of his offense because Chip runs the show, and he doesn't need anybody else to elevate it, right? And that's what I saw when they brought in Sam Bradford, and when we knew he wasn't a trade chip, right? Chip Kelly, the famous quote, I'm the only chip here. That that quote still to this day pissed me off, even though Mariota didn't really work out in Tennessee or in the NFL. So yeah, Bradford definitely dead last. And again, the reason Bradford is on the list though because is because Chip Kelly did trade for him in 2015 though to be the guy when he realized he wasn't going to have a good chance at getting Mariota in that draft class. So once again, my rankings here as I wrap up this edition of Lockdown Eagles, Carson Wentz, number one, Donovan McNabb, number two, Michael Vick, number three, Kevin Cobb, number four, Nick Foles, number five, Jalen Hurts, number six, and Sam Bradford, number seven. And again, these rankings are based on excitement level for the QB1 in the first offseason that they are the quote-unquote guy. Let me know what you think. I'm going to go on Twitter real quick. Here are some responses from our listeners to this question. Aaron said, here are his rankings. He's too young for Donovan McNabb, kind of like me. But number one, he had Carson Wentz. Number two, 2010, Michael Vick. Number three, 2020, Jalen Hurts. Number four, 2015, Bradford over... Wait, Aaron, what are we doing here? He had Sam Bradford at number four, over number five, 2013, Nick Foles, and 2010, Kevin Cobb. That's interesting. I guess some people did really feel the hype in 2015 when Chip Kelly was making the team in his image, right? Uh, Bira Bay, at Greg Smalls on Twitter, Michael Vick number one, Jalen Hurts two, Donovan McNabb three, and Carson Wentz four. I love this one by Kenneth. I'd assume 2015 Bradford should be at the bottom of everybody's list, which is 100% correct. And then I agree with Mark here at Mr. Underscore Brightside 10. Any other answer than McNabb and Wentz, I couldn't wrap my head around. Hertz would be number three for me. At least he's still a mystery. All the other ones we already knew stunk. Um, I, I wouldn't agree. I mean, Bradford, I thought that for sure. But 2010 Vic, 
2013 Foles, and 2010 Cobb. We had no idea. So like Jalen Hurts, they were all mysteries, and it's why he's certainly ahead of Bradford, but you pretty much knew with Bradford what you were getting. So thanks, everybody, for the responses. You can, again, check out those rankings on Twitter and give your own rankings. Respond to it for sure at LockdownBirds, and I'm on Twitter at DiBiase. L-O-E. All right, guys, we'll be back for another five episodes next week. So again, be sure to subscribe to Lockdown Eagles wherever you listen to your shows. I'm going to take the weekend off, but I'll see you next week. As always, right here on your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, Locked on Eagles. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. And let's